Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I hope you're having a really great day. I hope that you are taking care of yourself, and I hope that you are really taking the time to find one thing to do for yourself this week that's going to nourish you in a way that you're needing. Really tune in to your own body, to your own mind, to your spirit, and identify how's your energy? How are you feeling? What do you need right now? What phase of your cycle are you in, and how can you show up for yourself in alignment with that? Just really practice and a little bit extra intuition this week and I hope that you do that and then are able to nourish yourself in a really aligned way and on today's episode we are here for a new guest conversation and it's a really good one I really really loved recording this episode with Sydney. Sydney Carmsweiner is the founder of French Squirrel which is a brand that both me and all of my wellness friends are freaking obsessed with She is a queen, and the brander that she has created is just so special. French Squirrel is essentially a brand of healthy, hormone-supportive, and blood sugar-balancing treats that are always packed with both protein, fiber, and healthy fats that are the perfect little snack for you to have in between work, you know, if you need a little quick afternoon pick-me-up, if you want something that's going to hold you over between lunch and dinner, and they're freaking delicious. They're all like peanut butter, almond butter, tahini, like flavored. And she has berets, which are little like bites. And then she also has chocolate covered dates. And she also just launched like a healthy cereal as well, which is just also incredible. And I can't wait to try that specific one. And it was so cool because she was like the brand French Squirrel and Sydney in a way was featured in the Inner Grove event that I put together in New York and everyone just like attacked all the French squirrels like they just took everything and I am just so grateful to know her and on this episode we really got to hear about her own inner growth journey, her path to getting her period back and healing her hormones and connecting to her body and you know, her experience and her connection to her body and how that's changed over time and evolved and improved and how she's healed from that and how it's made her who she is today. And then we also talked a little bit about, you know, being curvier and body acceptance and understanding that your healthiest self might look a little bit different than someone else's. You know, that genetics matters and that coming from a place of health is always more empowering and more transformative and more impactful for your well-being than, you know, trying to change your body because you're trying to look a certain way or fit a certain body image ideal that you have in your mind. So we talked a lot about that. And then at the end, we got to hear a bit about her journey with creating French Squirrel, the process of being an entrepreneur for her, how she came up with the idea, how it came to be, and the different growth spurts that she's faced, the different, you know, ups and downs of the journey and the things she's learned. And I thought that was a really cool part of the episode as well. So I know you're going to love her. Her energy is incredible. She's an amazing human and I'm so grateful to know her. And if you're here from her world, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Inner Growth fam. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. I know you're going to love it. And if you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to hit the bell icon at the top left corner of Spotify 
underneath where it says inner growth. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can hit the plus button on the top right corner so you receive a little notification when new episodes are released. So with that said, let's jump right in. I will see you on the other side and let's get growing. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you, Carolina. For those of you who don't know, we actually met over Instagram. Yes, we met over Instagram and then we met in person in LA in mm-hmm. June of 2022. Yes. And then we at met Air up again at Erwan, of course. Yeah. And then we met up again in New York in the fall, which has been super mm-hmm. fun. And I feel like we really bonded in that like New York visit when we were at dinner. So that was just really yes. amazing. And before we just fully dive in, can you share your sun, moon, and rising? Oh my God, I love this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a great intro. Okay. Um, my sun and moon are both in Scorpio. So I'm a double Scorpio and my rising is Pisces. So wow. people don't know that I'm a Scorpio really because I come off as like really friendly and bubbly and, um, you know, outwardly emotional. So people don't realize that I'm a Scorpio, but inside I am I kind of pick up on it though I don't know I like yeah yeah also did you know you're a full moon baby no when you're born with the same sun and moon that means you were born in a full moon or no sorry new moon new moon okay wow you're teaching me something as if it was opposite signs so if you wait what are yours I'm a Taurus with a moon in cancer and then a rising in Aries that's a really great triple threat yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all the elements except air in my big three. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I'm supposed, water. To, I'm supposed to be compatible with Taurus men. Who knows? It's, that's, that's it's because that's what, of what I was explaining. Like Taurus and Scorpio are opposite signs. So a lot of the times they talk about like compatibility, you know, that being like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Your like elements are compatible, but compatibility is way more than just the sun signs. So mm-hmm. it really depends. But I I have a lot of Scorpio friends and I feel like I have a Scorpio Mars. So I tend to mm. like, like attract a lot of that energy, which I like because it's so magnetic and powerful and deep. Like no bullshit. Thank you. Thank you. No, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that is me. I just say it like it is. Some people have an issue, but I just, I say it like it is. I get that from my mom though. My mom's that yeah. way. She's a Sagittarius, but she just says it like it is. And I... I'm the same way. I think both Scorpios and Sagittarius are like that. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely some strong similarities, I feel like. Yes. Or a lot of times Scorpio or Sagittarius will have placements in the other sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, love that. So for anyone listening who doesn't know you, I know I already did a little bit of an intro. Could you yeah. just introduce yourself, share a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. Um, so I am born and raised in LA. Um, I am very close with my family. I have a brother. He's 20 something. I don't even know how old he is anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we grew up in LA and we've always liked to travel to France. My, my mom's side of the family is French. Uh, my dad's side of the family is from South Africa, but, um, I really identify with the French part of my, you know, my background And I've always been into cooking since I was little. I went to cooking, like cooking camp, cooking school. Instead of going to summer camp, my parents sent me to a cooking camp in LA. And I 
I had so much fun doing it. You have no idea. Like I would stay there until, you know, my mom had to come pick me up. So I loved it. I've always liked cooking. So me being in the food industry is no surprise because I've always liked baking, cooking. And I was very close with my French grandmother, my mom's mom. Um, and that's who my food company is named after. Uh, I'll try to, I'll keep it short. I went to school. I don't know what the introduction is, how short the intro However, is. However you feel Okay. Call to introduce yourself. Okay, cool. Um, I find that also it's interesting when you do an introduction. I feel like it's always based on like society's markers, like, as in, like, like school. And it's like, okay, well, what happened between what happened between birth and college? A lot happened, you oh, know. Yeah. And people are like, I grew up in LA, and then I went to school in Santa Barbara, and it's like, yeah. what? There's a lot that happened in between. Anyways. So, yeah. so um, I went to school at UC Santa Barbara um, for college. I I loved it, but after a few years, I was like, you know, it's time to to go. I there were people there that were really really great, formed really amazing connections. Um, I was part of a sorority, and then I started to get more into you know yoga and mindfulness and healthy eating and all of that stuff, and it didn't feel aligned anymore with what was going on at UC Santa Barbara, which is totally fine, but it just, I wasn't for me anymore. And I, I graduated early to start working mm-hmm. because I was just ready to, I was ready to go, you know, mm-hmm. and I started working for Air One. And for those of you who don't know who are listening, and maybe most people in New York know, but Air One is like the premier LA grocery store. Um, It's kind of crazy, like the cult following that's been built. And I work for their corporate offices downtown. I love my job so, so much. Um, And on the side, my side hustle is French squirrel. And for those of you who also don't know, I have my own personal food Instagram, which is French.squirrel. That's where I I started that food account when I was studying abroad in Bordeaux in France and I used it as an outlet for me to to you know post about food and restaurants and kind of like healing my relationship with food which we can get into um definitely because it's you know this is just the introduction but I developed my yeah. product as an accident it's a, it was an accident and we can get into that but it's the best accident that it could have possibly happened to me and I love what I'm doing so I'm so grateful oh my gosh thank you yeah. for giving all the run through from like yeah. your family to like your origins through like the college experience and going into yeah. work life and I really believe in it, what you said too that everything's so intricate and it's not only the big moments it's also the in-betweens that like build the story and like kind of carry you through life right so yeah I appreciate that for sure and I think a good place for us to start actually would be where you just kind of anchored in on like healing your relationship with food when you were studying abroad when you created your Instagram account could you just share a little bit about that as we get started with our conversation and just kind of how that has shaped you as a you know 20 something woman I don't even know if I would have started my company had I not gone through the whole disordered eating thing. I, I don't think so because this is what propelled me to that. And that's, I think that's the great, the, the beautiful thing about life is that the darkest moments create really amazing light moments. And so I don't, I don't think I would have started my company 
if I didn't go through that. So whether that's meant, I don't mean to say meant to be, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody, but it's because I went through that, that I was able to get into healthy eating and then, and then talk about how I'm going to heal my hormones. Anyways, I'll go back though. For the longest time, I, and this is weird to even say, but even as a young girl, I didn't really have much body awareness. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think my body image was ever something that I cared about up until like the second year of college, which is kind of late, I guess, in quotes, because most people have their like awareness around your body before. But for some reason, it just wasn't a big deal to me at -hmm. all. So then I joined a sorority. And I think what happened was I was comparing myself to other girls and I had gone to a doctor's appointment in LA. Um, and I, I share this openly to help anyone mm-hmm. going through it because it really affected me. And I, I thank this doctor now because I wouldn't have started my company if he didn't say this, let's just say, but mm-hmm. he, he said to me, you know, you could lose a couple pounds. He said this to me in front of my mom after my first year of college, you know, the whole mm-hmm. freshman 15 definitely was a thing. I'm not going to lie. It was a thing. Um, and he told me that and he goes, instead of eating the whole burger, why don't you try half instead of eating the whole cookie? Why don't-? And I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, no. And this is a male doctor, no awareness of, you know, how he was affecting me. And I don't blame him because he didn't know it's not yeah. his fault. Anyways, that propelled me into a very bad, dark place. Um, I started to cut out foods that I labeled as bad. And I realized I got those bad food labels from him. Like he was telling me, you know, limit this, limit that. And then I went down a whole spiral and was over exercising, under eating to the point where I didn't have my period for almost three years. And I, I I didn't even recognize myself because the like bubbly version of me had kind of, you know, dissipated. Like I I wasn't Mm -hmm. even, I wasn't even like, I wasn't happy at all. Like they tell you, okay, when you get to this perfect body size, you're going to be happy. And I realized like that I I was miserable. Like all I could think about was working out. I would squeeze in exercise during college. It was kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, it was insane. Like I, I would between classes, if I had an hour, I would go to the gym and I would run to the gym and then I would go to the next class and I'd be like sweating in class. And I'm like, I don't know, just because I had to work out. And if I didn't work out, then the day was ruined. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can relate, I know, but, um, you know, I know, and a lot of girls, unfortunately, can relate. So I think that it was the comparison trap, but also the doctor situation. But, you know, all the girls in the sorority, I was living in a sorority house with 40-something girls. And you can't help but watch. And I remember somebody, I think I've said this on a podcast before, so I apologize if someone, but I, I have to say it. So someone would take a banana and cut the banana in half and like, wouldn't eat the whole banana. So then I was like, am I not supposed to eat the whole banana? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So all those, the things that were around almost. Yes. So then, and 
oh, I'm not eating dairy. I'm not eating cheese. Oh, well, then, oh, is there something bad with dairy? You know, so that, um, that happened. And then eventually getting to the healing part of it, which is the most important part is I got out of it. Thank God. I went to France to study abroad and I, my, my parents even sort of gave me an intervention. They were like, mm-hmm. you are not going to France unless you, you get a hold of yourself and you fix this because something that's really beautiful. And, you know, it, it's weird even that my, my, my dad knows about all of this, even though he's a male, like he knows everything that I've gone through, like female wise. Mm-hmm. And he's like, women have something that men don't. They have a period, which is a marker of your health. And if you aren't listening to that, it's like a car that's flashing and you aren't taking it into service. Obviously you're ignoring the issue. Yeah. Wow. That's so wise. Yeah. And I, when he said that, I was like, he's so right. And then after I, I went down the whole path of going to see a doctor, she wanted to put me on birth control. I said, no, I go, why do I need a fake substance, a chemical to give me something that my body should already be producing on its own. So I don't blame girls who end up going on birth control. I I understand it's for different reasons. I'm not like hating on birth control. I think it's a, a great invention, but there are side effects. And I think that people should just know the side effects. Anyways, I'll try to cut it short because I'm rambling, but I realized I wanted to do this naturally. Mm-hmm. And so when, when at the beginning of 2020, I um, went on a yoga retreat to Bali and I got into yoga again, a yoga, instead of running on the treadmill and burning myself out, I slowed down. That's how I got into yoga. Then I found an acupuncturist in LA and she's a Chinese herbalist. I love her. She's like an angel. She's really saved me so much. And I think that we decide when we want to listen. So people were telling me, are you okay? Can you get out? Like, like eat, like all this stuff. And it wasn't listening. Okay. I wasn't listening until I decided it's time to, to fix this. Then I went to the, see the herbalist. She told me no exercise, none, only walking. Like, can you imagine how, like, that was so hard for me as someone who was exercising every single day. She goes, no exercise. I go, okay, no exercise. So I didn't exercise. It was just when COVID had hit anyways. So there was no exercise studios open. So it was aligned. All I was doing was walking. She goes, more meat, more protein, more fish. And she's like, and more carbs and just eating more in general. And I, I took her advice. I listened. She said one avocado a day, which means mm-hmm. even if it's half in the morning, half at night, she said an avocado in Chinese medicine resembles the female uterus. And I said, wow, beautiful. It's also, um, I heard someone say that avocado is like nature's butter or like, I don't know, yes. something like that. Yes. And so long story short, after three months of doing what she said, stopping the exercise, eating more, doing acupuncture, just chilling out, all of that, and just relaxing more and allowing my body to come back to how it's supposed to be naturally, I got my period back. And I will never go back to how 
you know, I, I used to be, and I know that we talked about this in New York, but just acceptance of what is, yeah. and I will never be that stick thin girl and it's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's something, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's always so, I think it's so interesting how for so many women, our relationship with our bodies and our weights and food and exercise, like it's also so intrinsically linked to our cycle. So I'll dive into the New York piece in a yeah. bit. Um, yes, only if you want. I wanted to talk about that because I think it's important. I think it's yeah. important. Um, yeah. But what I wanted to say is, what did it feel like to you on that first day of getting your period back? <gasps> oh my god, it was. No one has even asked me that actually. Um, it, it was emotional, really emotional, because I it was actually at the point where I had almost given up, mm-hmm. like. I was feeling, I'm not going to lie. I was feeling really down on myself. I remember like I was seeing myself gain the weight back and nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. And I got extremely bloated. I don't get bloated anymore, really. Thank God, knock on wood. I have, my digestion is perfect now. And many women don't realize that their their cycle is linked to digestion. And when mm-hmm. you don't have your period, also your digestion suffers. So I was like re- introducing all these new foods and I saw the weight gain it, that was hard then to get my period back I was like okay I'm doing it like I'm doing the right thing and this is for my future self and for me to be able to have kids you know mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's so beautiful yeah I think for me as well like the moment of reconnection to my period was really yeah. powerful because as you said it's like this vital sign right that you reconnect to and you're like yeah. oh, okay my body is healthy and I think yeah. this ties really well into our conversation so basically yeah. when um for anyone listening for when Sydney was in New York we had this really beautiful dinner and there was a moment yeah. in the dinner where it was just the two of us and we were kind of talking yeah. about being a curvier woman and this comparison that can happen when we see certain women in the wellness industry right and these women have like smaller boobs or just like less curvy bodies and when you think of like the stereotypical like athlete or wellness person a lot of the times the the visual that comes to mind is that very very small thin no boobs yeah like no woman (laughs) and and for us like as both very curvy women like that has been a part of the healing journey too so I think we should definitely dive into that and just talk a little bit about openly with how to love our bodies as they are and accept that our healing and healthiest versions aren't going to look that way. Right. And the thing is, is that because if you use your period as a marker too, when I was at my thinnest, I wasn't getting my period. So obviously my body is meant to be this way if I'm getting my period consistently. And it was a really beautiful moment. I just think that it's just not, it's not talked about enough and I think I think part of it too I don't know if you experienced this but friends will be like oh my god like I wish I had your boobs I wish I had what you had like give me some of that and I'm like what what like why why is it always like that you know we always want what we don't have and instead I'm I always put it back and I say like be happy with what you have because it's beautiful seriously and you know you also don't have the back pain but yeah <laughs> I'm kidding I'm like kind of kidding but yeah I I don't know about you and if you've experienced comments like that I mean yes I feel like oh my god had to. so many times. yeah so many times 
And yeah. I think something that's helped me too is just realizing that my soul chose this body for this lifetime. Like I am mm-hmm. pretty open about this, but I believe that I have lived past lifetimes. I am going to probably live future ones. Like I don't think I'm done yet as a soul. <laughs> um, but I'm only going to live one lifetime as Carolina. I'm only going to live one lifetime in this specific moment in this specific body I believe that when I chose to come to earth again I chose this body for a reason and it's teaching me a lot of different things and it's the vessel that's carrying me through these beautiful human experiences so that's also helped me with the accepting more. and you you're so amazing on social media what you do with your videos I mean it's the thing is I I am so passionate about cycles thinking as well not to the point where it's you know, obsessive, because I think there is a little bit of that mm-hmm. too. Like when I was reading my book, like uh, I was reading Alyssa Vitti's vo- book, like Flow Living, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it says something about how you're, when you're menstruating, like when you're on your period, you know, shelter yes. and no social, but like, I can't control when my best friend's birthday is. <laughs> like I'm going to have to This is exactly what, what happened. Like when we yeah. hung out, I think I was on my period. Yes. And I was like, or I was in my luteal phase. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to see my friends. I want to catch up with them. I want to get yeah. a nice dinner. I'll have a glass of wine. It's okay. You know, it's yes. about that like awareness of your cycle, yes. but not letting it be another restriction in your life. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and even with your videos too, like back to your body image thing, when I look at your videos, it's like so happy and you celebrate yourself as you are and you you put on these beautiful workout sets and it's like, I, I can't help, but like, I, I can't scroll. I have to watch the video and you're so good at like, and then it's food and it's beautiful balanced meals. And just, I don't think I even, for example, like I know all this stuff about the cycle all the phases but you have a way of doing it that's like fun and I feel like if I were to talk about it I would just sit and like you know like you're dancing and like it's great like really great yeah oh my god that's so kind and so sweet I I swear life is meant to be more fun like we're meant to look at our health with more of a fun perspective and finding a joy in making ourselves a really nourishing meal or dancing around in your living room or connecting yeah. with your body like we can make it fun it doesn't have to be so serious yeah yeah I, and that's I, the I whole actually... premise of inner growth too it's like yes. growing as a person can be so hard at times and so deep and lonely but we can grow together we can embrace growing as like a lifelong process that we're all going through and we can choose to see it from a more fun perspective too yeah yeah, I, I wrote that in my journal yesterday. It's a, what did you learn today? Like, it's my five minute journal that has the different prompts. And I wrote, I wrote, don't take life so seriously. Like why? Sometimes I'm, I like laugh at myself. I'm, I'm freaking out over something small about work or freaking out or just like, you know, if I'm having a bad body image day or whatever it is, I'm like, relax. Your body's the least interesting thing about you. I know you've said that before and it's true. It is the least important thing. Because what people remember when you meet someone. Yeah. And let's say you just met someone for the first time. Like 
they're not going to remember the outfit you were wearing maybe or what your body looks like that's not what's going to stick with them if you really made an impact on them it's like what you said or the energy you brought to the conversation Mm -hmm. or just how you held yourself it's a lot more about that it's more about the energy and more about like your beliefs about yourself than it is about how you actually look yeah yes there's biases yes you know there's stereotypes and societal conditioning and programming that we're all fed about like notions of pretty and ugly and acceptable non-acceptable skinny fat like all these labels yeah something we have to collectively move through but I think the real people and the people who are more open to personal growth to healing or who have gone down that path and that awareness approach it very differently and and to work through those beliefs too yeah and you know who like who has and who hasn't too based on like sometimes comments like if if someone has gone through that themselves they would never make a comment about somebody else's body um and sometimes I don't like I still struggle with this like when I interject and I don't know about you or when you do when you feel comfortable but there are certain times where you know I'm at I'm at work or whatever it is. And like, someone will be like, how, how do you stay so thin if you eat a burrito every week or something like that? And it's like, okay. And then I say something back. I'll be like, you know, I eat everything. So everything, everything fits. I don't really know, but I think thinking about when to interject because people have opinions like oh I'm not gonna eat that that's fattening and and then I say something back and I'll be like there's nothing wrong with a little bit you know yeah exactly I think it's about finding those micro moments where you can say something that might help that person shift their mindset around it yes can I give you an example and then you can tell me what you would have said because I actually yeah. didn't know what to say back yeah I was at work and again it has nothing to do with them because they, it's just that they don't know or they haven't gone through that themselves. I was making my lunch, okay? Making my lunch. And she doesn't, the girl doesn't know that I've been through my own stuff with that, you know? And we, mm-hmm. and it goes with everything. You don't know what anybody has been through. And I was like massaging the leafy greens before I put the toppings on my bowl. And I was using Primal Kitchen dressing, uh-huh. And it's like a healthier dressing with like good oils and good spices, whatever it is. And she goes, isn't that fattening? Like as I'm mm. doing it. And I was like, um, first of all, okay, it's not. It's just a, an ingredient. And if you know anything about nutrition, I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm like, if you know anything about nutrition, you know that you actually need healthy fats and oils to absorb the vitamins in the broccoli and the chicken and the rice. So I don't so know that, what, what you What did you say? Back. What did you say? Or should I say what, what I, I would say have said back? first? Oh, um, you say what you would have said first. I feel like in those moments, sometimes it can really depend. It can also depend if I'm like in my follicular phase or my luteal phase, how I'll react. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Like if I'm, my so accurate, fans, I'm yeah. probably gonna be like way more defensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but I feel like I would have said, like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then depending on her answer, then I probably would have said, Well, like actually there's a difference between lots of different types of fats and I love dressing. I don't like eating yeah. green, so it's making me yeah. happy. Oh, okay, that's that's a good answer. Like this is this I, I don't like 
plain greens. I like dressing. This is making me happy, which I think is like the the biggest piece is that food is supposed to make you happy. Um, like people talk about emotional eating and it's like, yeah, of course that's like, you don't want to suppress your emotions, but food is supposed to bring us joy, you know, and bring us together. So I, I, I think what I said was first I started laughing because I laugh when I get nervous sometimes. And then after I was like, no, it's just dressing. Yeah. Like, it's just dressing. And I think that that was even a moment for me where I realized like it's no longer good or bad. It just, it is dressing. Yeah. You know? It is. It's just the dressing. And also Primal Kitchen dressing is amazing. I, I love know, the ginger sesame one. It's so I, good. I know. But you know what I'm trying? It's like, she, yeah. because I think she was older. Mm-hmm. And so during or more like when she was younger, dressing was like that, that whole, like if you, I've read all these like books and I know based on like, you know, commercials, the whole fat free thing, that's probably when she, what she was talking about is because there were all these like low yeah. calorie dressings and those like gross fat free, sugar free dressings. I think that's what she was thinking when I was doing that. She doesn't know that Primal Kitchen is actually the best quality ingredients for a dressing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I, think, and I think some people are exactly in different moments of their awareness around food and ingredients. And some people have not gone so deeply into learn no. about these things. And also kind of piggybacking. Piggybacking? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> on on the food and joy moment is that how many meals you know have you had that are just so memorable and beautiful and fun and moments of connection so many so many I can think of so many special dinners and lunches and brunches that I've had potlucks in my house like food is a source of joy and connection and as you said, you know, it can be a source of joy for yourself too. Like if you're sharing a meal with yourself or just finding something to cook that day that's feeling yummy to you, that's also a moment of connection to yourself. No, no you're right. You're right. Um, so. what makes you what makes you feel like you're connected to yourself? Oh, so many things. And that's a broad question. I feel like definitely meditation, like going deeper and staying still helps me connect to myself making yummy food, dancing, listening to music and like taking a nice like shower or bath. Okay. What about you? No, no, it's a good question. I just, cause I realized, um, I realized this weekend what that was for me. So I was like, I wonder what it is for other people. Like when you're also, when you're so zoned out, like in your flow state, what are you doing that like, I realized, so I, I was in a little bit of a funk and on Saturday, I just spent the entire day cooking and baking, doing recipes for French squirrel, doing recipes with my food product and, and peanut butter and chocolate and, you know, pumpkin. Like I was just totally being creative and in my flow and I wasn't on my phone for like four or five hours. Of course I was on my phone, you know, for the camera, but I wasn't doing anything else. And I think there could have been like an earthquake and I wouldn't have even noticed because I was so focused on what I was doing that nothing could have bothered me. And then I got out of my 
four to five hour thing. And I felt like a new person. Like I felt so much better from just doing something that made me connect back to myself. So that's why I was was saying that because it's always been cooking. It's always been that. And that's why sometimes I even have a hard time when like I'm following a recipe and my friends want to come over to cook with me. They're trying to talk to me about stuff. And I'm like, not really, I'm not really trying to multitask. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just putting this out there for anyone that wants to cook with me or that cooks with me at home. I've, I've never listened. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's so funny. Like my friend was I trying to talk that. to me about his boy and I was like making the mac and cheese. I was like, sorry, I'm focused on this. Mac and cheese <laughs> is right, the priority right yeah. now. No, yeah. Um, yeah. But speaking of food and French squirrel, as you just mentioned, and yes. just building your own company, I really want to dive into that just yeah. a little bit, like what the process was of creating it and building it because I bet from the first moment that you launched yeah. your first beret to now – yeah it's grown so much and you've grown so much. So uh, can you chat yeah. a little bit about that? Cause I know you said it was almost like a happy accident coming up with the idea. Yes. So can we start with yeah, that yeah, and yeah. Then just kind of go through the growth process? Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for being such an amazing supporter of Front oh my World. Seriously, it means the world. And like all of you guys in New York, like it's, it's amazing. And I feel like I have like a little family in New York because you guys are just always so supportive. It really means a lot to me. Thank you. Always. Um, and okay. First I, it relates to my healing process with food, which is why this, you know, company came to be, but I needed to snack more. That was something that I needed to do to make sure I was eating enough. I was exercising more. I was still exercising and I needed to make sure I was fueling my body. And sometimes I didn't want an apple and almonds or like celery sticks or like carrots. Like there, there's a time for that. And sometimes I genuinely crave vegetables as a snack or fruit, berries and whatever. But sometimes I just want chocolate and peanut butter, you know? Yeah. And I want something that like is satisfying and will hold me to the next meal. So I used to make these protein bites while I still make them. They weren't called berets at this point. Um, My mentor, who's also my boss, helped me come up with the name berets because they look like little French hats. But I would make the little protein bites. I would dip them in 100% pure dark chocolate because I never wanted the sugar rush. I didn't want it to be a candy bar, but I wanted it to, to be like chocolate, which it is. And the chocolate industry has really destroyed what chocolate is for people because people see something coated in chocolate they immediately think that it's bad for them they think it's sugar and it's not true if it's a hundred percent dark quality chocolate it is amazing for you and also amazing for women magnesium all these vitamins that help you sleep that help your mood anyway I could go into it for anyways into chocolate I'm a chocolate lover but I would make these protein bites and I would bring them to work and I would always eat them around three, 4 PM as an in-between meal snack before, after lunch, before dinner to kind of hold me over. And my boss was always like, what are you eating back there? You keep eating the same thing every damn day. (laughs) I I I know. I said, I know they're just my protein bites. Like I just make them at home. And he goes, okay, well, are you not going to share some? <laughs> like, I don't know. I was kind of embarrassed. Like, it's just something I make at home. And so I give him one and it's just my peanut butter flavor. And he's like, these are amazing. 
like, what are you doing? Like, you need to start, like he knew I always wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know what it was going to be. And he goes, this is your product. Like, why are you wasting your time coming up with an idea? Yeah. Isn't that funny that like the things that are most obvious, we can't even see, like it's in front of us. This is the thing I eat every single day, but that I was still thinking of ideas, business ideas. Maybe I should start chia jams, I said, and nut butters. Then he was like, what are you doing? You have it here. Yeah. So, wow. Anyways, it's also really beautiful. It just happened that way. And then he said, well, he made up this whole story went because he said, I, I think you should try to submit these to Erewhon. And he made up this whole story so that it wasn't biased that I worked for the company. And he acted as if I was a separate vendor just applying for Erewhon. And the president of the company tasted them, loved it. And I started making them in a commercial kitchen in downtown LA. And I was just pumping them out, making them recipe testing. And I found a graphic designer on Instagram and we connected. I started making the labels. I did all the legal stuff, getting it incorporated, um, creating a business entity, all of those things. And then I posted it on my Instagram and I said, I'm launching a food product. It's available at Air One. I had no idea what was going to happen. Like I didn't think about anything. I just did it. Like everything I did, I had no idea what I was doing, Carolina. Like I bought everything at retail price. I didn't even know what it was like to get like bulk discounts on ingredients. I didn't even know anything about packaging, nothing about distribution, nothing. I just was learning as I went. And then I launched and I, I couldn't keep up with the orders. The orders kept coming in from Erewhon and I was like, okay, I need to find a solution. I don't want to keep making these, which is you great. hand making Respect- them. I was hand making these. And so it's amazing because there's still so many food brands that hand make products. But I realize, and I've talked to my parents about this too, like my gift and my purpose is not to be making those every single day. It's to be talking to all these amazing women on my platform and marketing the product and doing creative videos. And like, it's not me scooping the dough, which is, I I did it for many, many months. It started with you doing it. It started with me doing it. And then I realized if this is going to be a business, I need to find help. That was hard for me to accept help. Cold called so many manufacturers until I found one and they said they would do it for me. And now I have, uh, it's locally made still by hand, still, it's not on a machine. Like this product is like the purest, it's like not on a machine. It's done beautifully by hand. And then the rest is history. And then I launched the stuff dates a year later after business, because I realized what's my favorite thing to eat ever is stuff dates. Why hasn't anybody packaged these? And they're called Bateaus because they're stuffed dates coated in chocolate and they look like little boats. So in French, it's called Bateau. So that's the story. And I know the name French Squirrel is weird. It's named after my French grandmother because the way she said squirrel, she was like squirrel. (laughs) Um, But you know what? People remember it because it's weird. And I am not going to lie. It has not been rainbows and butterflies building this at all. But 
it's my purpose. It's why I'm here. So yes. Do you have questions for me about And it's remarkable. I'm always in awe, seriously. And I think it's so beautiful how it arose from something you organically used by yourself. Like you were already using this product. You were eating it every day. It's something you love. It's something you stand by. So it's so easy to talk about it. And I think something I've realized as I've started to build inner growth too. It's like when you're passionate about something, it's so easy to talk about it, to speak about it, to share it. So I love that. Yes. One question I want to know have. more. I also want to know about your business more and how you started it. And also the aesthetic is beautiful. But Thank sorry, you. ask a question and then go ahead. Okay. I want to be mindful of your time. No, so no, you're fine. I, go ahead. One question I have is when it comes to the whole process, you know, you said it wasn't rainbows and butterflies. And yeah. I think building a business and an entrepreneurship journey is a spiritual journey. And hmm. so I kind of want to ask you what have you learned through this process that has transformed you? Yeah, I think um, I was just talking about this with my friend, with Anna, a few days ago, that the beautiful, but also the good and the bad with this business is that it's me. Like it's fully my identity. French squirrel is me. And I've had a really tough time separating business from personal some people like, you know, start a business and they're like, I'm going to create this business. And it's just like a numbers thing for them, maybe, Mm -hmm. or it's not their identity. And, and like, this business is fully me. And so I have, I've had a hard time disconnecting, as we've said, like, I am an emotional person, like water sign, triple water, (laughs) triple water, triple water. Oh my God. There's been so much water. Like I have cried over things that I don't mean to say I shouldn't cry over, but like, it's not me. What happens with the business isn't a reflection of Sydney. Maybe this is, you know, the universe's plan or to teach me something that I need to, to, to work on not taking everything so personally. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know what your opinion, I'd like to hear your opinion, but that has been my biggest challenge. When a shipment gets lost, or when the packaging arrives, malfunction. Like, I'll be real with you. This is kind of crazy. I was also about to get my period too. Luteal phase. Mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. funny because everybody knows. I'm like very emotional. And I ordered these boxes for my product. And I went to the grocery store to put the box on the shelf just to test it out. And the box didn't fit on the shelf. And nobody thinks about this stuff as the consumer that like all these mistakes can happen, packaging, blah, blah. And I had a full on mental breakdown in the middle of the grocery store, like crying. And it wasn't about the box. It was about everything, like all the time, money and energy I invested into designing this box. I placed an order already. I had, I paid the graphic designer to do this. I did multiple rounds of revision and it doesn't fit. And then the next day I go, why was I crying? It's a box. <laughs> it's because so you that, are, it's yeah. like a, your baby, you know? So it's, yes. it, there is that emotional attachment. And I appreciate you sharing that because I've felt that a yes. lot for a long time when it comes to being a content creator too, like feeling yes. like the Carolina lifestyle is all of me, where it's not. Like I'm the creator behind no, it's the not. lifestyle. And there's so much of my day that I don't share on my platform But if someone leaves one hate comment, it's so easy to, you know, let it affect you 
really intensely or when you're creating something and you're the one marketing it, you're the one behind it, having that separation can be really hard, especially with all the water influence. I mean, my cancer mood. Yes. We're just sensitive, you know? So yeah, yeah. It's, the it's separation. About, yeah, for sure. Like if you think of the opposite mm-hmm. of that's, Pisces, also like, the opposite. Amazing that you, you're not. Yeah. Like the opposite of cancer is Capricorn. Sorry. Go the ahead. opposite of Pisces is Virgo. The opposite of Scorpio is Taurus. All the earth signs that are so grounded. They're so mm-hmm. in the facts. They're so not in the emotion. Yes. But you need both of them. Like they complement each other. You know, so you have to add in that like earthy yes. groundedness that you're like, no matter what, like I got this. No, no, absolutely. And and you're you're right. It's a blessing and a curse. So I don't mean to say, oh, well, I need to keep it separate. It's a blessing that I also don't see it separate, that it is one, um, you know, and yeah. that that is a little bit of an issue too, because I need to, I'm always working according to my parents and according to my friends, but I don't feel like it's work when I'm- When you love it. When I- when I love it. So then like, they're like, you need to relax. I'm like, I'm relaxed, <laughs> you know? So it's a blessing and, and, and a curse that I can't separate it or that I need to learn a little bit how to, how to have a balance of healthy separation. Um, you're right though. You're right. It is, it is still a beautiful thing. And I you need both the emotion and just being grounded in the matter of fact, like instead of yeah. like, Oh my God, the packaging doesn't work. Like, okay. It's just, the packaging didn't work. That's it. No emotion behind it's like it. I just, learned from oh. this, right? It's like yes. taking that learner's mindset and saying, okay, what did I learn from this? Maybe I learned that like next time if I'm going to buy a packaging, I'll go and I'll measure the shelf first. Yes, first. I know. Yeah, but It and can be so my, easy was... to be like, how did I not think of that? How did I not yes. go there first? Why didn't I do that in the first place? Why did I spend all that this money already? Thing. All the judgment toward yourself. Like it can be really easy to oh, fall yeah. into that too. And I, I learned that exactly what you just said. I am never going to order that again until I actually go myself. I was just trusting the the measurements and I was like, it looks good. And then I realized, no, I, I got to double check those things. And now I learn. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship. And yeah. I also want to do some rapid fire questions with you before we close the episode. Okay. So Perfect. I'm just going to jump into yeah. them. So the first question is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? Hmm. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I'm just on the spot here. Uh, oh, I love this one. Wherever you go, there you are. That was my yearbook quote. Really? Yes. Oh my God. My dad said that and it's very true. It's people are always like trying to chase something, traveling, if I move here, this will go away. If I if I do this, that will go away. But wherever you go, <laughs> there, there you are. are. You have to there sit you with are. yourself at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, next question is, do you have any favorite books that have impacted you and that you'd love to share with anyone listening or recommend to anyone listening? Yes. Um, it is the book, uh, the 20-somethings book. What is it? Oh, is what it is defining it called? Decade? I'm trying to think. Oh, uh huh. Yes, defining decade. I just started to like look it up again. Um, I love that book. It's a really good yeah. book. I also think it's very well rounded. Yeah, I know it's not like philosophical or anything, and it's not very 
deep, but I think it it's a very it's a shared experience amongst twenty something year olds, and I love the book, so I would definitely read that if you're in your twenty something. Yes, I love that one. And yeah. then, what makes you feel like your higher self? Ooh, I would say being in the kitchen, cooking, doing what I love. Yes. And last question is, yeah. if someone didn't hear anything from this episode, regardless of all the different things that we talked about, yeah. what would you want to leave them with? Huh. And if they, like if they only heard this part. If they only heard this part, don't take life so seriously. It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's meant to be enjoyed. And don't apologize for who you are because everything in the past has led to the present like like we were talking about everything that happened with my relationship with food and exercise has led me to start this beautiful growing business so there's yeah. always something positive out of a negative every single yeah. step is a part yes. of the path it's a part yes. of the journey that's taking you, you said it where better you're yeah I yeah. love that I love that and I so resonate with that so yeah those are all the rapid fire questions. Thank okay. you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so amazing. And I feel like we could 100% do a part two at some point because I feel like I still have more things I can and would love to talk no, no, to you I about. Know. Me too. And about your business and your package of French Squirrel for your event should arrive tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're recording this on the day of the Taurus eclipse. And this week is the launch event oh, wow. for Inner Grove. So this episode will be live after the event has occurred but french squirrel will be there it will be a part of this key yes, moment which is so exciting too. yes yeah. thank I'm you very so much excited for you and thank you for thinking of me oh my god of course can you let everyone know where they can follow you and where they can buy french squirrel yes um so you can find me french.squirrel is my food instagram personal recipes frenchsquirrel.co on instagram is just company products so like just business related things. And then in New York, you can either order online at frenchworld.com, you know, on the East Coast, or we're available at Bonberry, the Goods Mart and Agatan Valentino. Amazing. And what about <laughs> if people yeah. are in LA, Air One? Mm -hmm. Yes, Air One, Bristol Farms, Jimbo's in San Diego, Mother's Markets um, in the Orange County area. If you're in NorCal, Berkeley Bowl, Texas Central Market there's there's a couple but we also have a store locator on our website if you need to see amazing and then people can always order yes. online also right yes online people don't know that they can order French for online but you can it's just a very like grab and go type product so that's why you know primarily yeah. I talk about where it can be bought in stores but we do ship so yeah yay yay thank you yeah. so much for coming on the thank podcast you. it's been so amazing have an amazing day. You too. Mwah. Bye. Bye.